What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Rap Show. Yes, it is Hip Hop Hoops Day live in Houston, Texas. I'm your host, Adam Rap. Of course, that's rap with two Ps, because two Ps are better than one. And yes, it is Hip Hop Hoops Day, even on a hump day. And you can catch us Monday through Thursday right here live from the media block in the heart of Houston, Texas, 6023 South Loop East. Yes, 6023 South Loop East. Just a hop, skip, and a jump from NRG Stadium and not too far away from Galveston Bay. If you want to hit them up, do so at booking at themediablock.com. Booking at themediablock.com, or of course, follow them on Instagram at themediablock, the one stop shop for all your media needs. If you need visuals, if you need videos, if you need a connect on some vixens, if you need just to get famous, whatever you need, you come to the media block and they'll take great care of you. Or if you want to do create a podcast, or if you had an existing podcast and you want to come down here to the beautiful pod center where you see me. Each and every Monday through Thursday, live on my IG. Of course, that is the rap himself. As I mentioned, that's rap with two Ps. And you can email me if you want to submit some content. If you love the show, if you want to see some things improved about the show, if you want to just contribute and, and talk about some of the topics on hand as we get into Hip Hop Hoops Day. We're going to talk hoops every Wednesday right here on the rap show. Yesterday was Shoes Day. On a Tuesday, yes, all the latest news for the heat for your feet to stay elite in the sneaker world. We also talked about the NBA last week, and there was some rumblings about their so-called third superstar who they brought in in the offseason, not really being happy with the situation. Hmm, big surprise. We'll get into that. We'll also get into another team who is the kings of the Western Conference and the NBA right now and some of the internal strife they may, may be having. And it's tough. It's tough to be on top. Sometimes your own worst enemy is... What up, Cure? There he is. Sometimes your own worst enemy is boredom, is ego, is fame, success, especially within a team unit like that where you've got all these different kind of personalities. So we'll get into that. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about already. Look at some of the teams that are big surprises to start the season. I think we are officially 20 games into the season now. I've got the standings pulled up right here. We're going to go through some of the standings, some of the dark horse picks early in the season, and who we think is going to rise to the top from the perennial playoff teams. Let's see, 15 games. So about 15. Most teams have played... 14 to 15 games, it looks like. So, yes. And then, of course, on Thursday, the lowdown is back with Kelso. What is the lowdown? It's all the latest music news, mental health, health and wealth. And you never know what Kelso is going to bring. So you just got to tune in and hear all the surprises she's got up her sleeve each and every Thursday, as well as dipping back into Fantasyland as we're three weeks out from the end of the NFL fantasy season as the NFL regular season starts to come to a close in the last quarter. It's a sprint for the playoffs. We got my man Blake Pan to sort it all out. 
and guide you with some of the questions you may have, some of the strategies you may need, some of the next-gen stats and concrete content that you come and expect to find in Fantasyland each and every Thursday. So really, we've got the whole week booked through some of the most exciting parts of the sports calendar. A lot of people would like to argue end of March, early April. I say it's right now through Thanksgiving into the the Christmas break because you've got MLB awards are going to start trickling out. You're going to have, well, you just had the Boston Red Sox win the World Series, you know, which is dipping into November now. You've got the start of the NBA season, NFL season's in full swing. If you're still in your fantasy league, if you've got a chance to win, you're, you're focused on that. Then you've got the Thanksgiving Day games. You've got all the bowl games coming up, college football. I mean, really, it's just action-packed. So if you guys know which day we're doing what right here on The Rap Show, then it makes it easier for you guys to come in and be a part of it and share and subscribe. Most importantly, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Cast. Go down the list and you type in The Rap Show. That's rap with two Ps, and I bet you you'll find us. Make sure you subscribe. If you like what you hear, give us those five stars and share with your friends. Spread the word. We're trying to bring real concrete content right here on The Rap Show each and every week. So as I mentioned, we will get into some hoops in just a minute, but we'll also get all the latest news from the hip-hop world, culture, stories. I'm going to... I'm going to get in the Wayback Machine. I'm going to tell you guys a story, a fun story uh, from my days of being a promoter, uh, a show host, basically, you know, a stage host, an MC, master of ceremonies, and working with other promoters and working with other people in the industry here in Houston, Louisiana, and abroad. But there's one story that you guys probably... Some of you guys know. I mean, some of you guys were probably youngsters at this show that I booked with Freestyle Fellowship that ended up having Bushwick out in the parking lot with a sawed-off shoddy in his lap. Bushwick Bill, yeah, from the Ghetto Boys. So I'll tell that story before we get out of here from the OG. Of course, 43 years on this earth for me, and I've got a million stories to tell. So I want to share them with you guys. And talk a little bit about Travis Scott and I see a lot of similarities between he and Kanye. I mentioned it yesterday on Tuesday, but there's just a certain energy and a certain radiation maybe similar to what we see with our sports stars today, especially our young young hyped up athletes coming out of high school and college. I just think Travis better not burn out too quick. His rise, or or I should say his national acclaim and his international fame is very recent. And I just hope that he has the right team in place. I hope he has some guidance. We'll talk about that later because it could very easily go the other way, as we've seen with Kanye West. And, you know, obviously, Kanye, we can't keep up with where the hell his mind's at week to week. But... I want to talk about Travis and progression in the music as well, because I know he's he's a producer by nature. That's really where he honed his skills as a rapper, making beats for other ones. So we'll talk about that and all the latest drops on the street right here where we stay elite. So let's get right into it off top. 
as we mentioned a little bit last week and we talked about on Monday towards the end of the show. Not surprising, but I think surprising how quickly it happened. But Mello, Carmelo Anthony, was uh, unhappy in his role here with the Houston Rockets. Of course, we broadcast live from Houston, Texas. And uh, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. I was really hesitant to even, I wouldn't even say get excited, even really put sense to signing Carmelo Anthony, you know, four or five years after you had unsuccessfully unsuccessfully pursued Carmelo and it, it's it's not really you've got to get in there like, <laughs> yeah you got to get in there was that Lala I think that was Lala but the thing with Mello is Mello always tried to get under or out from under the shadow of Dwayne Wade LeBron James guys that were Coming out of, of high school, of course, and Mello one year in college, Dwayne Wade, I believe, two years in college. I'll have to go look. Three years in college. I'll have to go look. Um, but yeah, Mello was used to being the dog. He was at Syracuse, famously as a freshman, carried that team with Akeem Warwick, I believe, or Peter Warwick. No, Peter Warwick was a uh, college football player. Akeem uh, Warwick. They they made a run unlike anybody had really seen with talent that wasn't touted like the Fab Five with Michigan the decade before or some of the, you know, big-time freshmen that were coming into Duke and North Carolina at that time. Mello was a product of AAU, product of the Baltimore private school system, Oak Hill Academy, I believe, and famously came into the league with the same type of hype and fandom as LeBron coming out of high school. So Mello gets to Denver. Now Denver, similar to where they are now, Denver had some pieces. They had some some, some talented players, uh, old and young, to mold around Mello and to build what seems should be a, a perennial you know, Western Conference contender. And... This era was after the Iverson era. This era was after the success, I guess, of David Stern wanting to change the good or bad. I mean, it was successful because the generation of today is now benefiting from that those subtle changes. At the time, it, it was looked at as David Stern, you know, massive David Stern, their, their living plantation life. It, there was some comments from black and white sports reporters uh, that referenced that you're going to dress like we want you to dress. You know, you're, you're going to bargain when we tell you to bargain. Nah, I, you know, a little extreme, but yes, I think you started to see with LeBron, who has now obviously shown that he is as intelligent as they come. <laughs> you know, he can he can do more than just shut up and dribble. But Melo. Mello was still, I think, from the mold of Iverson. And ironically, Iverson, after he got traded from Philadelphia, ended up playing with Mello in Denver for half a season. I don't even think they played a full season together. And Mello was 
as close to the late 90s, early 2000s uh, type of, of player who was all about mellow. And Mello had, you know, Air Jordan coming out of Syracuse already, uh, an endorsement deal, a signature sneaker as Jordan started to expand and put more signature sneakers out for the first time as he was retiring from the NBA and the Washington Bullets, or <laughs> Wizards, I'm sorry. Sometimes I do show my age just in references to team names that have changed or teams that have moved like San Diego Chargers my NFL team they'll always be the San Diego Chargers to me but um, yes yeah, so fast forward once Mello's done with Denver and wants to go and be in the big market wants to take his Air Jordans and go to New York City apparently he was born in New York City I think he spent a little bit of time there but it wasn't like a coming home like LeBron for instance, that was going home to literally miles and minutes, you know, 30 minutes from where he was born in Akron. Mello was going back for the money and was going back to James Dolan, the owner, notoriously loves to light cigars with $100 bills and waste money, burn money, hiring Isaiah Thomas, hiring Phil Jackson, just for the name. Phil Jackson didn't do anything there. And Mello saw that. These guys know what's going on. They're, like I said, they're well-educated. They're, they're intelligent guys. They just don't know sometimes how to translate that from the boardroom to the basketball court from the streets. And you see guys that, that allow and delegate that responsibility to other people and their team. LeBron got knocked for putting together a team of his guys who all had pivotal parts in his success and his brand and, and growing into the champion that he has become and outliving the hype of being on the Sports Illustrated cover. So Melo goes, and I think the Knicks had one successful playoff run, and I don't even think it was Eastern Conference Finals. My memory serves me. I want to say it was they got to they got to the second round and it looked like that was going to be, you know, something to build on, I guess you could say, for for the next year. And Mello just wants the money, the power, and the respect. Bottom line. So then it's not working out in New York. Then he goes to OKC. You've got a player there who's MVP, who's one of the most dynamic, explosive young players in the NBA today in Russell Westbrook, who's now averaging a triple-double. So, yes, he can get guys involved. He's not a selfish guard by any means. Don't don't take his aggressiveness as being weak or um, or selfish. I'm sorry. Because um, I say, don't take my passiveness as weakness, but he's not passive any, by any means. So you thought, okay, well, Melo still get the ball. They've got Paul George. He just signed with them in the offseason. And I'm saying before Mello came in. So you look at Paul George, Mello, who doesn't play defense, had already come into the situation saying he's not coming off the bench, making it known publicly. And then there was rumblings, I think, right around the All-Star break. 
is Mello going to last? Are they going to trade Mello? Because you have to wait, I believe, and when you sign guys, you have to wait till after December 15th to trade them, to trade those contracts. So, didn't get traded, but really, at, towards the end of the season, it was all about Russell and him going back-to-back seasons, ha- uh, averaging a triple-double. By the way, just like Miguel Cabrera hitting the triple crowd in baseball, we've, go, we've gone so far over the edge analytically and next-gen, which I think is, is very important, obviously, advancement of any numbers and how to get an advantage, whether it's for yourself or your fantasy team, is all very important. But like we've talked about, even with Daryl Morey here in Houston, and this goes right into finishing up my mellow thought, Yes, if you just look at overall production and numbers and next-gen, as they call it, shout out Blake Pan, then, yeah, you can make it work, but you still have personalities, you still have ego, you still have a lot of factors that those do not come into account when it when it goes into analytics and when it goes into deep dive. So Daryl Morey... I, I see what he was doing in bringing Mello in, but when you, if you, if you want to go deep dive, if let's see what their defensive efficiency was last year with Trevor Ariza probably giving you his last best year, even though he kind of flamed out in the playoffs. And Mbamute, these are two guys that are defensive stoppers that are known and signed and valued as defensive stoppers. And you had two of them. P.J. Tucker, yeah, check his size. Check his feet. Because he's definitely MVP when it comes to heat in the sneaker game. Follow at the real P.J. Tucker, and you'll see what I mean. Funny thing is, five, six years ago, when I tried to talk about sneakers... Tried to take pictures of sneakers of what guys were rocking on the court. Big, big red flags, apparently, for our corpo piece of shit radio station that we worked at. Uh, everybody was so uptight, so butthurt about me talking to guys about their sneakers. And now that's all you see. So yeah, I'm a trailblazer. I'm not from Portland. So Daryl Morey says, okay, what's the best we can do after last year? Let's get rid of our two defensive key pieces and let's bring in an aging malcontent and I like Melo I, I like Melo I, I think Melo is a, a, a good piece for a team five years ago Melo now is, is he's already a, half his brain is out the door from the NBA and figuring out what he's going to do next in the game and you'll see him he'll, he'll still be maybe maybe one or two teams out there that would actually benefit from having Mello. But after that, it it looks like it's the writing's on the wall. It's hello, goodbye. And right here in Houston, especially, it, it didn't work again, Daryl Morey. Now you're really screwed because Chris Paul's starting to show his age. That contract is horrific, to say the least. So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. If the Rockets even compete, if if they're even in the mix 
you know, for a first round advancement in the playoffs? Or are they just going to be one and done? No, but Daryl Morey, his rope is, is very, very rapidly coming to the end of it for a lot of people. And as far as that slack goes, and if you took the talent that you paid for over the last three years, if you took that talent and you waste it and Harden ends up never winning anything here and leaves and finishes his career out in Los Angeles where he's from, then you're starting all over again. You haven't seen really any impact from the draft. I mean, Sam Decker was gone as soon as they could trade that contract. You've seen a lot of those pieces being chipped off. I mean, he was offering the next four. I don't care if they're late in the first round or not. When you look at the team you have in front of you and you say, this is not working, let's tear it down and or at least build around the one superstar that you brought in and signed, and James Harden. You know, you get a big man that can play defense, and yeah, Capella's Capella's a rough-edged piece of coal that I think the more pressure you put on him and, and Harden's kind of taking him under his wing, the more shine you'll get out of the diamond later on. But you should have been building around him through youth and through the draft, just like the other professional franchise that, that won a uh, championship recently here in Houston, the Houston Astros did. Because the Rockets fans, and I'm not mad at Rockets fans last Sunday who didn't show up. Shout out to Big Angry for putting up a picture at tip-off time showing a three-quarter empty Toyota Center. You've got, you've got people that, that see the value, that see it works, that would be willing to be patient with Daryl Morey more so. I mean, real basketball heads. I'm not talking just your casual fans that like to dress up and be seen at the game. I'm talking about the real basketball fans. You take a step back and you look and you say, okay, we've wasted this time with T-Mac and Yao. Didn't work. We've wasted this time with the Jeremy Lin, James Harden, Chandler Parsons, semi-youth movement, I guess you could call it. I mean, the one thing about Chandler Parsons was that he should have just stayed here. The reason he he played so well to get the couple contracts that he did and never really amounted to anything else in the NBA, except probably with the ladies. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Um, it's a chemistry thing. You know, it, it's a keeping guys together so that you can't max them out. Not going out and bringing in max type players and trying to build your own chemistry especially with a D'Antoni style system when you want that that okay yeah maybe it's going to take two or three years and I'm not going to say the P word process <laughs> I said it anyway but I'm not comparing it to that I, I just think you were already ahead of the curve you got Harden coming out of OKC as a six man who was never going to get his shots uh, his hand on the ball or even you know, playing time with Durant and Russell Westbrook there. So I'm not so sure that, that Daryl Morey is going to, to ever complete the 
mission that he started under Les Alexander and now continues, uh, the owner, the previous owner, and now continues under Tillman Fertitta, who is, he's the owner of the Landry's Group here, one of the largest restaurant uh, entrepreneurs in the United States. And he's actually as much of a fan as the Mark Cubans, and, and he's worked with the Rockets organization, partnered, uh, advertising, he's he's embedded i mean he's he's the new owner and he is it doesn't get any more houston than him it doesn't get any more i know he's got to be scratching his head too and that's probably why you dumped mellow as early as you could get him out of here there's not much even bringing in jimmy butler wasn't going to help We'll see if it's going to help the Philadelphia 76ers, though. What do you guys think? I mean, if you think about this player who wanted to get out of Minnesota. Yo, big shout out. Who's on? Jay Presidente. What up, what up? If you think about why. Oh, and we got a DJ on. What up? DJ Jeff. What up, Jeff? He wanted to get out of Minnesota because they are in total rebuild mode under Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. So you're going to the model franchise for rebuilding with the same dynamic with two young, very young, almost too young, and Bede starting to put more into the into the skill side of it you know he he's definitely shutting up on instagram and and showing the talents that he was drafted for um thank you ludicrous but uh there's a there's a certain swagger about Embiid that you would hope you'd see more so than than frivolous and empty social media gangsterism (laughs) anyway What's the difference, Jimmy Butler? Are, is there a difference between that situation? I mean, you even have the coach that you had in Chicago there with you in, in Minnesota and Tom Thibodeau. And, you know, Tibbs was the one that was trying to make it work. He was the one that was trying to make some sense out of it all for Jimmy Butler to say, hey, no, you know what? This could actually work with young guys with uh, – the talent that we have and and even some of the other guys on the bench and the, the funniest thing is is that we're in that era where there's always going to be that one player there's always going to be that that guy who doesn't understand that the grass isn't always greener just because you want to get out of chicago and you end up in minneapolis which looked like a good place i mean you guys were top three in the west last year and that was with Jimmy Butler. And then all of a sudden, before coming back to camp, I don't know if it was he felt ganged up on, but I don't know. Ben Simmons, yeah, he's a quiet, he's quiet and carries a big stick, as they say. And his game is improving night after night. Embiid's playing out of his mind. Are these guys going to felt feel slighted because the they're getting possessions. They're getting touches taken away from them. And then how does that work when Embiid starts to get into his feelings and all of a sudden he wants to go to social media and 
put some fake shade or, you know, <laughs> some some dry shade on Jimmy Butler. It's <laughs> You don't think Jimmy Butler's going to react to that? Because there really wasn't anything said. It was just kind of the locker room vibe, apparently, of us versus me for Jimmy Butler in Minneapolis, in Minnesota, for the T-Wolves. So, anyway, I, tell me what you think. I mean, they're going to send Markel Fultz to the bench to get Jimmy Butler. You don't think that him trying to just get his head right after being the number one overall pick behind Simmons, behind Embiid in consecutive years? Markel Fultz couldn't even shoot the ball. He tried to shoot a free throw the other night, and, and you had the yips. I mean, you don't even see that a lot in high school basketball, middle school basketball, AAU, where a guy forgets how to shoot. Tries to switch hands or, or you know, switch his shooting hands to basically supplement or complement an injury that he has that he doesn't want to disclose because he doesn't want people to think he's hurt so that he still gets a chance to play. But then when he plays, he plays terrible. You can hate me now, but Philly, you got a problem because he's now going back into his feelings. He's getting right back into his head. As soon as Jimmy Butler comes and takes the spot that they were trying to at least give him the confidence at being a young player, coming back from a just a miserable, unmemorable rookie season, we're, we're going to have to keep our eye on that situation all NBA season long. Just like you guys got to stay tuned all NBA season long right here. We're in the NBA full court wrap. It is Hip Hop Hoops Day. Coming up on 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to take a quick break. I need to catch my breath. I was off and running at 420. <sighs> so you already know, lungs are already a little winded. But uh, yes, and a big shout out to my oldest offspring, my oldest son, my oldest child. He was born in 1995, November 14th, the week that the Air Jordan Concord 11s and Friend of Cure, who I shout out all the time, did you send Ashton a happy birthday message? Well, if you didn't, Cure, tell him that he just got one shouted out on the rap show and tell him happy birthday. I texted him this morning, but, you know, he probably parted his ass off last night. But anyway, he came out the week. He came out. <laughs> he dropped. <laughs> Sorry, Ash. He was born uh, November 14, 1995, the same week that the probably in most sneakerheads top fives one of the, the top five sneakers of all time the air jordan concord with that patent leather well he left the hospital here in houston texas wearing those and i had them on my feet so i did it again for my youngest who was born three years ago rory uh we left the hospital in the concords when they retro them last so memories and sneakers that's what it's all about here. Don't forget story time before we get out of here. The story of Bushwick Bill and how he ended up in one of my shows that I was promoting for a group coming into town that was hot, hot, hot at that time in the late 90s and how he ended up in the parking lot of the venue with a shotgun in his lap. Imagine that. Imagine sports, sounds, and style all in one place in one week. Monday through Thursday right here on The Rap Show. That's Rap with two Ps. Why is that cure? Check the comments on my IG Live. Right here live from the media block. Taking a break. We'll be right back. Ha! I don't hate your mellow. 
What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Rap Show. I'm your host, Adam Rap. Appreciate everybody checking in on the IG Live for Hip Hop Hoops Day. We're talking the career of Mello, or if there's any career left for Mello. Where do you guys think he'll end up? If he goes to the Lakers, I think that would make the most sense. LeBron is slowly but surely starting to put his mark on that team. He brought in Tyson Chandler. They've looked immensely better because they've got a defensive and and, monster rebounder there in the middle, which is still key. Even in today's NBA game, you've got to have size. You've got to have guys that can clean up the boards and not just shoot threes. Now, if you're Zion Williamson, you can do whatever you want for Duke. If you guys haven't seen what the future of the NBA looks like and what the future may hold as LeBron starts to call it a career in the next four or five years, well, Zion Williamson is the truth like Trey in H-Town. And we are live here in H-Town each and every Monday through Thursday about 4.20 to 5.45, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And we appreciate all the support, all the listens. You know you can listen 24-7 on your favorite podcast platforms. Or if you want to, you can follow me on Instagram, at the rap himself. That is rap with two Ps. And you can see all of it there live visually from the media block right here. 6023 South Loop East in the heart of Houston, Texas, where... The cold weather blew in yesterday, as you guys heard. If you listened to yesterday's show, it was a meat locker here in the pod block because of all the beautiful windows that let you see outside right here on 610 South Loop East. Not too far from NRG Stadium, of course, but it got bitterly cold yesterday. And today's a lot nicer. The sun's out, shining through the windows. We got the pod block all heated up. So let's continue in the NBA full court rap on our hip hop hoops day. We've got some music news coming up in a bit. And I'm going to tell you the story of Bushwick Bill and the sawed off shotgun in his lap as he waited for an out of town artist. I'm telling you a little more of the story, each and every tease. Uh, out in the parking lot at Cardi's over on Bissonette 59. Shout out to the Cardi's days, underground hip hop the height of underground hip-hop in the golden era so i'll tell you some stories over the next few wednesdays as well because i spent a lot of time in the culture hosting shows promoting shows and i want to share these stories with you because that's that's the whole reason why we live to tell the stories to to learn lessons so i want to share some of those with you guys shout out to nana She's becoming a regular viewer here on The Rap Show. That's my mom, of course, D-Rap. It's funny, like, when you retire, you've got time on your hands to be able to tune into your son's daily show. So I appreciate the extra eyes and ears, and I appreciate her. Give your mom or your dad, somebody you love, a big hug today. Here comes a hug from me, Mom. Ah, all right. Well... Somebody in the Golden State Warriors huddle sure needed to give somebody a hug because if you guys saw what happened on Monday night and subsequently ended up getting Draymond suspended, Draymond Green, well, it was a real confrontation between he and KD. Now, 
I question whether or not KD has ever really felt like he fit in, even winning finals MVP. Maybe more so that he did win finals M MVP. Shout out to Kenneth. What up, K9? Uh, Draymond was drafted by the Warriors. Draymond was, you know, he, he feels as much a part of that, t that team's rise and success than anybody. And, you know, KD left OKC to go join. Apparently, you know, he and Steph were really tight to go join a Golden State team that had already risen to the top of the Western Conference. So it had to have some type of effect on guys that are not Steph Curry, but are integral parts of the success of that franchise and, and the success that we've seen from that franchise. But what happened the other night on national TV when Draymond decided he wanted to take the last shot of the game and KD was not really feeling that. Now, mind you, this is November. We're, we're still very early in the NBA season. And last year, the big thing about what Steve Kerr was saying, their coach, famous Chicago Bull during the Michael Jordan years. And so, you know, Steve Kerr is no stranger to tension, necessary tension, stress of being at the top of the mountain when everybody's gunning for you. I mean, if anybody can speak from experience, it's him. So I'm not going to go full on. Steve Steve Kerr has no control over, over this and this is a reflection of what's going on. No, what I think is Durant is still looked like an outsider, especially to Draymond, who, who's not all there. I mean, he's a great basketball player, but he's not all there when it comes to spur of the moment events or confrontations because we've seen him famously a few years ago was suspended for an NBA Finals game, which really turned the tide for LeBron to get the one championship in Cleveland. And he can lose his cool and he can cost his team. So for them to come out and suspend Draymond for a game against the Atlanta Hawks says that this has been going on behind closed doors or this has been going on and he has been verbally warned about it, whether it was a practice, you know, how guys get, I mean, boys will be boys. As they say, you're at the top of your game. You're, you're, you're internationally famous for the domination you've put on the NBA in the last four years going into the fifth year with this current nucleus or and and Steph playing in an all-world clip and playing like the MVP that people thought he would be once they you know got past the injuries with him early in his career but I'm sure Draymond was probably pestering picking 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 at KD and if if you didn't read the story, well, you're not an NBA fan because it was pretty big news. But what happened was Kevin Durant will be a free agent at the end of this season. So if he, if the Warriors go on and they can get past this, it, this little blip and it helps them, you know, kind of rebond and refocus and win a third championship in a row and KD wins MVP, I think for him, that's all that matters in the end anyway. For Draymond, it's more about team. It's more about 
you know, repping the dub, repping the Golden State uniform because he's been a part of it. That's all he knows. So there, there's some, there's definitely some tension. We just, we, we need to watch that. And of course, the year that the Rockets can't get it right is the year that there's some internal strife visibly and publicly going on with the team that they couldn't beat in a seven-game series with or without Chris Paul. Who knows what kind of games... I I just... Oh, like... I still hear that excuse. I still hear people saying, well, you know, the Warriors wouldn't have won that. Oh, come on. I mean, Chris Paul is, is, is all of his age now and is starting to look it. Now, you could be a physical freak like AP Bolsky or K9 Washington and be well in your 50s and look like you're just about to pull up on your 30s, but, I mean, that's... Come on. That's genetics. I just thought it was interesting that they ended up suspending Draymond. And I'm sure he played antagonist. I'm sure it had been brewing, but, yeah, apparently what he said was, hey, you're going to be a free agent anyway. Go ahead and just get the F out of here. Well, that's facts. I don't know what KD was all in his feelings about, but we've seen KD. He's sensitive. We've seen him with the mystery accounts on Instagram or Twitter, patting himself on the back as another athlete or as as a, what do they call it, the eggs? You know, no, no profile picture, just some random fan talking about how KD is the greatest ever. He's got that sensitivity about him. Which, which will hinder him as much as he is an incredibly skilled ball player for his size. I mean, he's a seven-footer and shoots like a 6'5 guard. Can move you know, seven strides and he's coast-to-coast on the 90-foot basketball court. But in the end, he's never going to have that Michael Jordan quality. He's never going to have that stone-cold killer quality. Is that Rich Life Stone? What up, my boy, Jay Stone? I just talked to Nikki. I was trying to get him on the phone, but it's been crazy with all the fires going on out there. But he's hanging out with his daughter. So big shout out to Rich Life Stone. He is definitely an ambassador for our sponsor right here on The Rap Show each and every Monday through Thursday live in Houston, Texas. For the Diamond Lifers out there, we are brought to you by Diamond Supply Co. and DiamondSupplyCo.com, 451 North Fairfax. If you happen to be in West Hollywood, or you can go to diamondsupplyco.com for all the latest and greatest. And Nick's got that buzz again. I'm telling you what, you know, when you're in the game 20, 20 years and you released an iconic sneaker 13 years ago, there's definitely periods of time where you might not be in the front and foremost of the of the zeitgeist. You might be uh I just sent a big wave out to Jay Stone, you might you might have a period where you're down as far as popularity goes. There's so many brands now. There's so many uh, you know culture vultures out there that have tried to latch on to what Nikki's success looks like and and imitate it and copy it. But there's only one Nikki Diamonds and there's only one Diamond Supply Co. And starting in, I'll probably get Stone in on this too. Some of the stories he could tell. But starting in January 2019, I'll be celebrating the 10-year sponsorship, partnership with Nick, myself, Diamond Supply Co., The Rap Show, 
back in the days when it was Sports Rap Live. So I'm looking forward to that. We'll tell you all the incredible ways that Diamond has touched the culture and really been the standard bearer for all that you've seen. And this was a little skateboard company, right? Now they're 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 iconic. So it's good to see Jay Stone jump on the live. K9 Washington, Mama Rap. All my regulars are here, of course. I am Cure. And Nana, did you send a happy birthday out to Kid Rap? Not to Ash. I texted him this morning. 23 years old, my oldest kid. So it's, a, it's amazing to me. And I was telling the story before you got on Stone that the week he was born, 1995, was when the Air Jordan 11 Concords dropped. And so he left the hospital with those on his feet. Crazy to think that was 23 years ago. But anyway, crazy to think that Golden State will probably continue to win, even with the adversity at hand. And like I said, let's just keep our eye on it because a big thing about championships, especially in today's era of players with social media, with wanting to be famous, to be global, to be an icon, like LeBron once said. And LeBron always outlives what LeBron says. And LeBron hadn't said much this season. You know, there was uh, a conversation, I guess, between Magic and their coach, Luke Walton, who I think to me is the perfect coach for the situation. Because I know LeBron has respect for him as a champion. Luke won rings with Kobe and was favored by Kobe. I mean, he was one of his, his glue guys. So I know LeBron has that respect for Luke Walton. Of course, his dad, Bill Walton, all-time legendary NBA player. But LeBron has got to play to cool. LeBron's been in the cut. He doesn't, want to, he doesn't want to worry about coaching. He doesn't want to worry about anything except starting to mold and shape this team into being a contender. And that's why you see Tyson Chandler. That's why I wouldn't be surprised if Melo... And Melo could contribute, what, 19, 20 points a game in L.A.? You know, give give some of their young guys a, a break. Him and LeBron together, that would be good chemistry leadership. So I said there's only a couple spots Melo could land where it would make sense and he wouldn't get so frustrated so soon like he did here in Houston and like he did pretty quick in OKC last year. But LeBron is... LeBron is special. Okay, I think we all know that. But LeBron is so mature and so wise and so intelligent for all aspects of of the NBA and the history of the NBA that this is a new approach. A lot of times in the past, even in his, after winning a championship or two in Miami, he was very vocal about And maybe it was because he felt like he had to, just for his own self-happiness and and mental state, when he went back to Cleveland, you know, he he had to put down the, I am not your property, Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I'm going to speak out on what I think needs to be done, on what I think is the heartbeat of the team. Well, with this one, it not only does it look strange, to see LeBron in that purple and gold, but it it's it's a new LeBron in just his demeanor, in just the way he's observing. He's standing back like he's not 
getting the frustration or, or having the frustrated look on his face that he has with young players or young teams in the past because this is his final go at it. This is his final four or five years. So I think he's he's really just trying to, okay, what do we need here? Uh, we need size. We definitely need a defensive presence. Let me go get Tyson Chandler. Well, I need Lonzo to be more assertive. So let me show just in action. I'm not going to go Michael Jordan on him and punch him in the face and demean him and scare him into success. No, I'm just going to I'm, I'm going to show him how to run an offense as an NBA vet and how to do the little things, how to build confidence, how to build that clutch gene. Because you're not born with it. It's something you have to strengthen like a muscle. It's something that you have to continuously work on. You have to silence out the critics. You have to ignore all the outside noise. Any cliche you want to put in there. And LeBron, once again, is doing it magically. And I think that's right around where LeBron wants to be as far as his involvement his first year in a historic franchise. It's not like he went to Milwaukee and all of a sudden he could really shape the culture of that team or shape the brand of that team. I mean, the Lakers are are going to be, they were here before LeBron, they're going to be here after LeBron, and they're going to have jerseys up in those rafters that will go down, already have, and, and will forever go down as all-time greats. So LeBron knows that his best chance of joining them there uh, up in the rafters is maximize his time left and maybe get a year or two with his kid which I think would be awesome just like when if you're older out there and you're listening we got to see King Griffey Sr. King 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 King, King Griffey Jr. yeah for sure he was king of his time uh, play together in the outfield for the Seattle Mariners so I think it'd be a, a blast to see the Lakers take Bronny and them get a, a season or two together I mean, LeBron could play similar to Brady in the NFL. LeBron could play till he's 45, I'm sure, and still be effective. If Jordan could come back and play with the Washington Wizards, then LeBron and the way he's maintaining his physical health and his his skill is is unprecedented for the legends of old. So, slowly but surely, slowly but surely, this season will start to really take shape. In the NBA, you could say that the season really kicks off on Christmas Day. That is the go-to move when you're hanging out with family. You open your presents. You had that first meal of the day. You can sit back and watch some NBA action with some great matchups. And I believe they said that there is no... Or no, no, no I'm sorry. On Thanksgiving, there's no AFC teams playing this year. So... Uh, I'm sure you'll see a nice mix, usually marquee matchups in the NBA on Christmas Day. But that's really between then and the all-star break is is when you start to see things take shape and you start to see teams really put their stamp on uh, what kind of season they're going to have. So we're going to keep our eye on it, to say the least, right here on The Rap Show each and every Thursday. We've got my man, Blake Pan from Fantasyland. And I'm, I'm going to ask him tomorrow when he comes in, if he's a fantasy basketball player, and is it as engaging and as fun as playing NFL fantasy football? I'd like to know. 
because I've never, I, I think I signed up and maybe went through the draft for the first couple weeks. This was years and years ago. It wasn't as user-friendly as it is now on your phone or your iPad uh, in fantasy football. But, yeah, I want to ask him a little bit about fantasy basketball. And then, of course, we have the lowdown, all the latest in music news, health news. Kelso said she's going to bring us some recipes. Uh, I guess she's working at a health food store now in the Dallas area and has turned her life around and wants to share some of those successes with you. And I'm going to share a story before we get out of here, I promise. Uh, Just a couple other headlines real quick. If we look at the standings... We started the show talking Rockets, and I don't see any way, especially with the rise of Utah in the Western Conference, with the rise of Milwaukee, now that's in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Portland's been really sneaky good the last couple years. I mean, they're 10-3 and three right now. They're a game and a half behind the 12-3 and three Warriors. The Grizzlies... I mean, the Rockets are 6-7 and seven right now. The only team's worse than them. One game behind them is the Dallas Mavericks, speaking of Dallas area, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Phoenix Suns. And we know the Phoenix Suns are... They're the new process. They're, they're not even where Philadelphia is as far as rebuilding that franchise through the draft and through young players like Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Minnesota... Well, they just got rid of their cancerous problem. They had that mole removed and sent him to Philadelphia where the the older process is currently unfolding and and looks like it's going to be a success if those guys can stay healthy. Embiid's got to stay healthy. Butler's got to stay healthy. And Ben Simmons got to stay healthy. And then you got to have all your guys fill in those roles and play key parts for them to even contend in the East, let alone for a championship in the next year or two. But you've got San Antonio, 7-5, and five. OKC. OKC's been a team I think is is outperforming what people thought after, you know, addition by subtraction, losing Melo, and then get back out to running, running gun, young, athletic, Russell Westbrook leading the break, Paul George on the wing type of offense, and not have to wait for old man Melo to get up the court. And they can lock down on defense because I think Russ has been motivated with Paul George there to uh, to play defense. I'm trying to see what Kenneth said. That Riley's changed trust. Pat Riley. Yeah, Pat Riley. <laughs> I think people would say they trust Pat Riley. I think his track record speaks for itself. Even post-coaching career. We can't say that about Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey hasn't even... I mean, he hasn't even... He hasn't even advanced past, you know, the Western Conference Finals. Let's just put it bluntly. So, Pat Riley's won championships. Even when he didn't succeed in New York, he still got that team to the Finals. And they took the Rockets, who were just the ultimate team chemistry type of champion. Clutch City, by the way. But... That, that team was always in the mix in the East. You just had a number 23 playing in Chicago at the same time, unfortunately. It didn't really work out for them to win a championship. But the Knicks have been a debacle for years. I mean, the fact that they're still even considered in the race to get a KD or to get a Kyrie Irving is a joke to me. They, uh, they haven't shown any type of real NBA savvy in a long time, especially under James Dolan. That guy's he's more worried about playing in his folk band 
than actually putting a, a winning product on the floor. Speaking of a winning product, this guy was a big piece of the winning years. And hey, he's a winner to us, no matter what. Chris Myers, C Myers 55, what up, bro? Love seeing the kids growing up. Love seeing them out enjoying the sports life, enjoying Halloween. Much, much success. Much love goes out to the Myers family. I love Chris Myers. One of my favorite people and one of the most intelligent people you'll ever hear join us as a special guest. Let me see what he said. What up? What up? Yeah, we're going to get you on the show real quick. Real quick. Keep up that grind, man. I learned it from you. I see you grinding out there doing your thing. Of course, I'm going to stay on my grind. Hey, how about that Texans offensive line, huh? They definitely are the surprise of the season. I think we're... For so many years, we worried about that Texans secondary, Chris, that the success of the six-game winning streak and being the top of the AFC South now, you have to tip your cap. You have to give props to the offensive line this year for the Houston Texans. Now, we still would love you to come walking through those doors on Sunday here, but we know you're enjoying that post-football life with everything, all your parts, hopefully still intact. Everything's good. But, uh, yeah, big shout-out to the family. We'll get you on, yeah, for sure, for sure. I think we'll probably get you on Monday when we can uh, wrap up Week 11. I can't believe it's already Week 11 of the NFL. And, yes, make sure you guys tune in Mondays for the wrap sheet as we run down all the weekend action look ahead to Monday night. And then, of course, Thursdays, I just mentioned a minute ago, my man Blake Panarisi out there in Los Angeles who works at the Fantasy Channel now, worked for the Red Zone Channel prior prior to that, uh, intern on the Rich Eisen, sh- uh, Rich Eisen Show, I believe. So he's our insider and a young next-gen stat man that I think everybody can get a little something from. So he's here on Thursdays, of course, Kelso in the lowdown as well. I'm very, very excited to see what she's got on her list of goodies tomorrow. But, yeah, appreciate Chris. He's on. Awesome. Let's do it. All right. Monday, Chris Myers, huh? NFL, all pro, all world guest here on the rap show. That's great, man. That's 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 special to me. That's why I do this, right? When you get people that you support their hustle, you support them, you cheer for them, you root for them, whatever they do, and then they come and they give you a little bit of the time back right here. And then they end up being great guests that people love. You know, I, I'd like to think that I launched Big Angry. Shout out to Big Angry. And F you to the guy that broke in and stole your gumball backpack, by the way. That was lame. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I'd like to think that he became a media star after he joined us in the Sports Rap Trap a few years back. And now he's everywhere. 950. He's on Isaiah Factor. Him and Zero kicking it at the palm in their own booth i mean that's the life right i'm just over here like myers said i'm just grinding i'm just trying to bring it all to you right here from the world of sports sounds and style i'm your host adam rap let's wrap with two peas so we'll, we'll continue on wednesdays promise you if you want to send me your thoughts if you want to send me some of the topics you want to talk about in the nba please do so the rap show at gmail.com the rap show at gmail.com or you can shoot me a dm on instagram at the rap himself where you're tuned in live every monday through thursday or you can go 24 7 and when you get to your favorite podcast platform and you search it's all s's remember that 
You search The Rap Show, Rap a Two-Piece. You subscribe. Then you share it with your friends. Then you submit to us all the ideas, all the takes, all the content you would like. And then you stay tuned because we're going to get in on the show. We're going to shout you out. We're going to dive into the things that you want me to hit on. I'm here four days a week right here at the Media Block in Houston, Texas. So we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit of hip hop. Then I'm going to tell you guys a story before we get out of here. So stick around. Stay tuned. All that good stuff. We'll be right back. What up, everybody? Welcome back to The Rap Show. Hope you guys are feeling high on life. It's a beautiful night. A little crispy, a little cold out there, a little chilly here in H-Town, but at least the sun came out. All that rain and gray went away. So we can go out and play, and you guys can tune in right here to the best in sports, sounds, and style. I'm your host, Adam Rap. Let's rap with two Ps. Appreciate everybody jumping on. Big shout-out to Chris Myers. Hey, we're going to get him on Monday. I'm excited about that. We'll talk some NFL football as we get to the last quarter of the season. Can't believe it's flying by once again. And uh, some of his favorites, some of his best moments from the season, and how incredible this Texans offensive line has been as far as expectation goes thus far. But before we get out of here, it is Hip Hop Hoops Day. We're going to talk everything hoops and hip-hop just a few headlines before we get out of here and i'm going to tell you a story from my hip-hop days here in h-town being a part of the culture uh for all you mumble rap fans takashi 69 takes a plea deal and avoids jail time in cop assault case uh is that number one of the next 15 cases he's gonna have to check off his list because apparently that's all he's known for whether the video shoot that he's attending gets shot up or he's starting shit at complex con complex con or he's on instagram popping off at the mouth about legendary rappers or whatever it may be shut your little rainbow tooth mumble ass up please just go away i mean i'll take if i could take little xan and we can get rid of the rest of Today's mumble rappers, I'll do that. All right. I'll take little Zan. You can have the rest. It's, it's, so, this kid only makes news. He doesn't make news for his art, which some of the greats, even if they had stories outside the booth or outside the industry as celebrity, at least if they had the, the material or the catalog to back it up. This dude, shut up, man. Uh,. Drake asked the judge to ban his net worth in the upcoming trial. The infamous custody battle that is looming for Drizzy. It's very rare that we talk about custody battles. Uh, 
Oh, well, this is actually in the case, the 2014 case of jazz musician Jimmy Smith, where the estate sued Drake for allegedly using a sample of Smith's on Pound Cake and Paris Morton Music 2. So um, he also has the uh, pending child support case coming. So I don't know if he's going to. Well, obviously, in that case, it can't be. It can be disclosed, but not made public. So I'm curious to see how he handles that when the numbers are sure to leak out of that case. Uh, or maybe he just settles out of court, Ben Mama. But this is actually for uh, his network in the sampling case coming up to him. Uh, Meek Mill gets a from Drake to Meek Mill. I guess it's only fitting. His first post-prison album gets a release date. Looks like it is going to come out on November 30th, meaning Kanye West is busy in the lab somewhere putting together seven so-called albums to drop on the day that Meek Mill wants to get his shine on. Believe it. Kanye would... Well, the sad thing is, is that people... I was kidding, of course, but people would probably believe that as fact because that's how Kanye works these days. Very curious case of Kanye West. I don't know. He was on top of the world. Uh, Riff Raff is going to stand trial for alleged sexual assault at a Nevada brothel. If it's legal, is it sexual assault? I don't know. Uh, but who would be surprised to hear that headline? That Riff Raff, sexual assault, Nevada brothel. We're all in the same sentence. Yeah, there you go. Uh, last but not least, here's an OG that gets uh, his own star, finally. I think it's well-deserved. I think especially where the Walk of Fame is in Los Angeles, of all places. It's not like he's getting this in New York or Texas. Snoop Dogg is going to receive his Hollywood Walk of Fame star. <sighs> now, Snoop has been a major, major part of my life as a music fan, as a hip-hop fan, as a rap fan. I mean, he's part of my... The, the thread in my cultural quilt for all his styles, all his rebrands, all his different tastes in music that he's dabbled in over the years, you've got to love Snoop because Snoop has always been Snoop. And Snoop is, is one of those guys that he's above the criticism. He's above the, he is a voice for the culture. Whereas today, I don't know if we're going to produce Wiz Khalifa, I guess, but Wiz is even a little bit older. I don't know if this generation, the under 25 generation, is going to produce Walk of Fame type of artists or performers from their era. It'll be interesting to see when we're old, like in our 80s, who's the who's the hot rapper? I don't know. It's a long time before I'm in my 80s. But I told you guys, Wednesdays, I'll tell a story before I get out of here. So I got a few minutes left. So I want to say it was 1998, 1997. Within those two years, I was the promoter, the booking agent, and the marketing director for Cardi's, which was famously a 1980s hair metal, hair band, rock and roll club over in Southwest Houston. And the demographic was probably more suited back then in the 80s, uh, late 70s, 80s, into the 90s, was more suited for the venue, which was built like an old gothic rock hall that you would find in 
somewhere in New York or L.A. Uh, or even Chicago. It just had that that old opera house, except opera house that Alice Cooper opened type of venue feel. So it was very dated, to say the least. But the club closed for quite a while. And then, as many clubs did, as hip-hop and the hip-hop culture and the DJ culture really started to rise, and that was raves, too. They started opening their doors for young promoters and, and new ideas and trailblazers to come in and use the space uh, and use the liquor license, especially. So I did such a thing and started bringing in acts from hieroglyphics to Bismarcky to uh, Big Daddy Kane. We had DJ Jazzy Jeff. We had The Roots. We had uh, Scratch Pickles. We had Cool Keith. I mean, you name it, they performed at Cardi's or the Wax Museum downtown. Well, one show at Cardi's, which is over a, here in Houston, the southwest side of town, is is the hood. And even back then, it was it was definitely starting to trend that way. And I live in southwest Houston, so it's nothing new to me and nothing different. I mean, I, I love living in the hood. Find some damn good food in the hood, that's for sure. But yeah, so we were hitting our stride, and we brought in a tour with Freestyle Fellowship and Living Legends. Now, Living Legends is uh, a group that they never, they never, you wouldn't know them unless you were from that 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 world or that that era. But they were, they were, they were big. They weren't Migos big, but they were, they were very, very hyped. And and a lot of people wanted to come out and see them because you could only hear them. Uh, before the internet couldn't catch them on YouTube or anything. So in Freestyle Fellowship, though, it was the lyricist group of their time. Bone Thugs were the lyricist gangsters. These were the lyricist conscious minds. And they brought an opener. His name was L.A. Cool, a.k.a. The Rifleman. Well, here in Houston at the time, Bushwick and the Ghetto Boys had pretty much put out all of the music that you've come to love today and in the albums. And Bushwick had partnered up with uh, a couple of guys from here in Houston, and they had a label called Ichiban Records. Well, they were looking for Houston talent and lyricist talent, and Diology was one of their you know, star artists. And he, Diology and K Reno are cut from the same cloth. You know K Reno and his legendary collection of, of writing books and and rhyme books. Well, Diology was was very much the next generation of the K Renos. Very wordplay, but but big wordplay, Webster Dictionary wordplay. Anyway, long story short, he was always at these shows and you know wasn't one to want to capture the spotlight. Well, LA Cool came came out and was from the same areas, the Freestyle Fellowship guys, Arizona and California, and Peace Jupiter, who's one one fifth of the Freestyle Fellowship group, which also included AC alone. They all uh, they brought this young, hot-headed LA cool on tour with them. So he opened up the show and he started basically saying, "We got the biggest balls that bounce," which is a, a line from AC alone song. He said, but we also got the best freestyles and nobody in H-Town can freestyle like the Freestyle Fellowship. Well, 
I'm standing side stage, you know, as the keeping everything on time, making sure that people get on the stage. You know, hip hop shows were not like what you think of today. I mean, everybody really had to go on time. There was a curfew sometimes for all ages show. So I always try to keep it on schedule. And I was right there, you know, in interacting with the artists, making sure, hey, you guys know, okay, you got to run to the bathroom. You're on at five, things like that. Don't get go get lost in the club. Don't start hollering at girls until after. All of that. So I'm, I'm always in that frame of mind where... It, it's not hanging out and partying for some of my favorite artists. So anyway, I see Diology, boom, front and center at, uh, at the stage. Like, what's up? Okay, LA Cool, I'm right here. Are you ready to go? And in the same second blink of an eye, Diology was up on stage. I walk out on stage to make sure that nothing happens as far as a physical confrontation. Diology just wants to battle this dude while he becomes threatened. And... Immediately, Jupiter, who is from Texas and and the biggest member by far of Freestyle Fellowship, excuse me, adjusting my microphone, he's out on stage already because he thinks that Diology's up there to start some shit. Well, Diology just wants a microphone, so he's trying to grab a microphone, and AC alone comes out and pulls the mic stand from him, and I grab the mic from Rifleman, and he's putting his dukes up like he wants to go to blows. Well, nobody knows that Bushwick Bill... This is one of his artists, his his you know future uh, uh, label stars. So somehow we 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 break it up. I'm pushing AC alone back. Uh, I think Jupiter came and boom, just stuck Diology out of nowhere. And luckily nothing spilled out into the crowd, and there was no riot or anything. But uh, once we got everything settled in. They were all heated. Freestyle Fellowship was all heated, but I took them to the back room in the green room and I said, guys, LA Cool came out and started this. Diology, I promise you, just wanted to get on stage. He didn't want to fight. He wanted to show that we have some super dope talent here in Houston, too. So if you guys want to get paid, you're going to go on stage and perform. And they did. And with that, with that tension in the crowd and people expecting something to happen, they put on a damn good show. And I'll play a freestyle fellowship track when I get out of here, uh, as we get out of here, just so you can see it. I mean, they were they were crazy lyrical, but um, and the way they did it, you know, with the rhythm as a team, as a as a group, was was it was dope. That's why they were here in Houston headlining. But in the end, you know, I'm I'm, I'm trying to control the chaos. So show ends, they're done, everybody cools out. Theology was gone, and I was like, "Hey, anybody see theology? I wanted to, you know, bring him backstage and maybe make peace, and maybe he can end up working with guys like that." That was the whole, the whole function of of me booking these shows was to get local talent opening for national talent. So they said, "Oh, I think he went out to the parking lot." Bushwick's out there. I said, "Bushwick's out there." Yeah, man, he's riding shotgun and literally carrying a shotgun in his lap, waiting for Freestyle Fellowship to come out. And I was like, "Oh no." No, no, no. We can't have we can't have this parking lot drama right now. We can't have people getting shot. We can't have Freestyle Fellowship coming into Houston to celebrate the hip hop culture and, and not make it out. That's for damn sure. So I go out and I had met, I mean, I definitely met Bushwick a few times and his son actually became a friend of mine through my shop, but the craziest thing is Bush was like, nah, nah, nah. You, you want to pop off? I'm going to pop off. And 
I finally got him off the ledge, too, and talked him down and told him, hey, man, this is going to ruin it for everybody. It's going to ruin it for our city. It's going to be headlines that we don't want and we don't need. And so he cooled it out. And in the end, uh, I want to say that Diology did end up linking with AC alone a year or two later and made a track. And the rest is history. And we're history. We're out of here for Hip Hop Hoops Day. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. Always have the greatest guests. We've got the Lowdown and Fantasyland. And then Monday, Chris Meyer said he's in. So we'll talk some NFL football. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. That's a wrap. Peace. Here's a little freestyle fellowship. Take y'all out. Inner City Griots.